This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, 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 it's another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen. It's been a while. It's been a couple days. I'm missing talking behind the mic. Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to Nux Misconduct. Speaking of Nux Misconduct, go search it up wherever you listen to podcasts. One swipe, one tap. You just made your hockey life a little bit better. It's Saturday. I know he normally comes on a Tuesday, but hey, it's been a while too for Bondi. Be behind the mic, so we invited him over. How's it going, man? everyone? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's been a nice uh, little bit of a holiday break here. Hey, how was the food, break. man? Oh, the food was amazing. I, I saw you Instagramming about that. I had okay. uh, three straight days of just amazing meals. Usually on Christmas Eve, I do the I just do all seafood. So like on Christmas that's Eve, that's crazy. I had, I had oysters, I had scallops, Woo! I had salmon. Okay. And then Christmas Day, I had, where the uh, fuck the leftovers at, man? <laughs> there wasn't any. Trust okay. me. Okay. Polished them off. I let it slide. And uh, yeah, Christmas Day was prime rib and uh, what? a little bit of Boxing Day turkey. That's what we do. That's what the Bondies do. You guys went all out. Oh, uh, you guys I, own a restaurant? Go to a restaurant. No, I say you guys own a restaurant. No, you put no, the whole fucking. No, my dad used my it's like no, two sorry, menus. My, my uncle used to run one on a commercial, but uh, what was it called? It's called the Libra Room. Italian food? No, it was just kind of like a the Libra it, Room. Yeah, it's called. It's called. I think it's. I think it's closed now. We ended up. Uh, Nice. Yeah, uh, selling it once he uh, started. Ha- once he had a kid. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, you know, nice reason. You know, to sell the restaurant. Okay, welcome to another episode of Sipping on a Forty. Your Canucks. They allowed fifty shots to the Los Angeles Kings. I'll say that again. Fifty shots to the Los Angeles Kings. I'm going to say it again. Burger. Fifty shots to the Los Angeles Kings. Yet they still somehow found a way to win three to two thanks to two Swedish players. Man, thank God for Jacob Markstrom. Thank That's God for Jacob that. Markstrom. Thank God for Elias Pettersson. We've had this argument many times on the program. Who was more important to this team's success, Markstrom or Pedersen? Tonight, it was definitely Markstrom. Let's not kid her. It made like 40, I think officially, what, 48 saves? No, I think he almost had, he might have had 49 or 50. Be, yeah, yeah. Great show, yeah. great show. Ah, man, so you think it's easy. It's Pedersen over Markstrom when it comes to who's more important to this team's success, especially when we talk about wins and being a strong bubble team. A strong bubble team. This team needs to be that. Yeah, like, fans I mean, to be I happy. Mean, Patterson has to be a. I think. I think he's on pace for it. He has to be a point per game player yeah, if the Canucks lethal, want to make the lethal. playoffs. And Markstrom has to be good as well. But I think Patterson's more important in general for the future as well. Oh yeah, for the future, of course, man. I'm talking about this year, dude. This year, Markstrom's just been one of those one of those players for this team. I feel like he's been able to be on par when it comes to stealing as many games mm-hmm. for this team and and just over what this little. This little run, I can't, you can't really say it's a run. They've what? They've won four straight games. Uh, previous back to this the playoffs, four game, back in the playoffs. There maybe. you go. Previous to this four game win streak, there was one win in there where he just absolutely played on top of his head against Carolina yeah. today. I don't think he had to make as was. many great A saves, but he, he was there, man. And he was there. And, uh, and and LA sucks. And hockey night showed a, a great graphic where like 
Markstrom had like a nine, has like a nine fifty mm. save percentage. When Ridiculous. They're, they're putting up like forty plus shots. He's Ridiculous. Like one, he seems like one of those goalies that you know loves to be like have a heavy workload on night, right? Yeah, man, straight up. I, I've become a big Jacob Markstrom fan. He's been through a lot this year. He, he's stepping up to the plate, and he was in the absolute zone, the absolute zone. I think this team that's still very young, still very inexperienced. You can see it in, in the proof. The proof is now in the pudding. They've blown many leads. It was, Many it was very close to being another blown yeah. lead tonight as well. We're not talking about two or three blown leads. We're talking about 37, 36 games played. And I, I, I can honestly say they've blown around six or seven leads when it comes to mm -hmm. one or more goals. So you need good goaltending just to keep you in those games. It seems like every time they get a 2 nothing lead, they're oh, yeah. kind of just sit back. They're like, just yeah, chilling. We're good. Markstrom's like, I got yeah. it. It's like they're all they're all on the same page. They're just like, Yo, you know what? Markstrom is such a good dude. Yeah. He's the fucking homie. Let's make sure this guy looks good. So Benning yeah, Mar Mar pays, him, Mar Mar pays him well. Mar Marky's got it the rest of the way, boys. Let's just chill yeah, out. Yeah, straight up. The guy is going to get paid a lot. I think Trevor, he had, he had a quickie episode a couple weeks ago. I think he said something stupid as fuck. He said he was going <laughs> to get paid like 7 or $8 million. Markstrom? I don't think that's going to happen. Hmm. What would Markstrom Isn't that dumb as fuck? I just seems, that's a lot of money. It just seems like teams are, you know, straying away from, like, big ticket yeah. like goalie acquisitions, right? Like, what? And Markstrom's been good, and he's super Bobrovsky's talented. Bobrovsky's the one guy I can think of off top of my With head. With Vesnas. Yeah, but Vesnas. he had two Vesnas. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right? Well, Markstrom's good. But Trevor begs seven or eight mil? What the fuck? What? And you're the editor of the website? What's going on there, man? <laughs> Should Fucking be fired Bondi. for that take. Should be fired for that take. Look, he's a good goaltender. I think he is going to be the guy going into next season, too. I think they're going to have a problem with Thatcher Demko. I don't want to bring it up. I hate bringing up the whole goaltender controversy thing, which we will also bring up towards the end of the episode when we do the read. We'll talk about Dan Kluche, Brian Burke. But yeah, Demko, who I think is going to get the start tomorrow. Who knows, though, with Mark being on roll. Is he healthy? Is he officially Oh, yeah, healthy? he's back. He's back. Okay. Like, I, like I've said before on this podcast, man, like, I think the Canucks have... You know, put themselves in the corner of some of these contracts. You think of Louis Erickson, Brandon Sutter, Jay nasty, Eagle, nasty. Even my, even Michael Furlan. I think it's Sutter, safe to say after nasty. This. Yeah, like holy you shit. Yeah, you people forget about Michael. Incredible. Furlan. Michael Furlan's got three and a half years left on our contract. Have fun with that. Yeah, but you you have to be a bit creative when it comes to you know situations like mm -hmm. this. So I think I don't think they can afford to keep Markstrom even if they want to. Like, where's that money coming from? You Bruh. pay him in two, and next year you gotta pay Pedersen. Well, that, if you, you look at Markstrom's stats right now, what is he? He's like a 500 goaltender. He's played very, very well in some of those wins. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm having a problem seeing that, seeing the fact that he may get over what six million dollars. You know, so I think it's gonna be a shorter term deal, five to six, somewhere in the middle. When we're going above seven or eight, I mean, he he may play like he deserves it because once again, an inexperienced team that needs to be a bubble team in this market, they're going to need great, outstanding goaltending. But I think Demko and Benny's does, and Benny's making that sign, you know. But I think that throws Dem the money I think out the Demko window. Demko does something similar to that. He provides like a very similar level. What of do you think, friend? Jim Benning? Sorry to cut you off there. I just, my, my mind just blew up, man. What do you think, Jim Benning got his family members for Christmas? Like this guy blows the budget, you know. Oh man, you know he, what I'm probably, he probably Bro. got his wife a nice necklace. Holy shit! Dro dropped a couple bags on that. If you're a millionaire, how, mu Does how much money are you paying? How old are his kids? Does he have any? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about Jim Benning's family. Probably I'm sure, he's a, sure he's a great father who likes to spend money <laughs> on his family. If you're a millionaire, how much are you spending on you know, your, he, on your can girl? Can you imagine he wants to buy his kid like a switch? He goes like. Buys a hundred of them. Yeah, he, <laughs> he goes to Best Buy. It's just like, yeah, how much uh, is this? Four hundred. Okay, I'll give you five hundred. Final offer. Yeah, that's what Jim Benning would do, man. Oh man. Okay, Jim Benning, one of the more you know notable reasons why people like to you know throw rocks at him is is his early drafting, especially in the first round. Jake Vertanen, he's doing a lot right now. 
Man, he had an amazing game tonight, man. He was all over the place. Uh, we've said it on this program, I think, early. He's proven me wrong. This may be the best stretch of hockey Jake Vertanen's been playing. That's not really saying that much. With that being said, he has 11 goals, and I'm kind of fucking scared. So we're going to run Bondi's court right here. I got a little proposition for you. I'm going to let you make the verdict on what I should do if Jake Vertanen, yes, Jake Vertanen, gets 20 goals. What is now a session? What is now a session? Bondi's court is now in session. Okay, we're back on Bondi's court. Motherfucking Judge Bondi, he's right. He's always right. You ready for this, man? My body is ready. Let's Your body's this. ready? My body's oh, ready. Oh, you're in, the, you're in the zone. Okay, I like it. I like it. Okay, Jake Furtanen, 11 goals. He's not even halfway through the season. There's a good chance, especially by the way he's playing, he is going to get to 20 goals. Now, last year, Trevor and I were doing an episode in a Starbucks parking lot okay so i was outside it was on anchor we did the episode through there and he asked me like he asked me like why don't i shotgun jake you know if you're from vancouver who cares you should does do he it shotgun have jake? fun yeah i think he does he doesn't talk as much shit i've talked a ton of shit about jake pretending throughout his career so i don't feel like i should be the one to make that video for clout you know i'd be clout chasing 100 yeah. percent. that hey, especially shit if you haven't done it before you throw that hashtag on your tweet especially with my performance i can shotgun beers Real talk. No brag. No yeah. lie. I'll shotgun a humble, beer quick. Humble brag. And I'll even look better as a Findian doing it, you know? That Hindu knows how to shotgun a beer. It'd be something, okay? I'd do it quick as fuck. It would blow up. And then if you... If you're, the, very, you're very confident about this. I'm confident. I'm confident in my skills. I've learned from the best. Shout out to Big Love. Shout out to the city of Surrey. If, it's, if it were to blow up and then people would look back at the film, they know I'd be talking shit. Then I'd, then I'd just look like a fucking phony, Okay. So when I had that conversation with Trevor, I told him this. The year that Jake Vertanen gets 20 goals to make up for all the shotguns I missed, I would do three tall cans in a row. Cool. Now. Tall cans? Yes. Wait, I thought it was just like regular no. like cans of Budweiser. See, I don't want people going back to the film and calling me out. I knew it was tall cans. I was that confident at the time. Remember, one of Jake Vertanen's biggest bashers, that it was going to be impossible for him to get 20 goals. Fucking impossible. But it looks like it's going to happen. I don't want to do... I don't want to do three tall cans. That's a lot. Do I have to do that, Bondi? Can we just can okay. we just like water it back down to three normal sized cans, okay. which is still a lot. I'm still doing a lot for the people. And if I go back to back to back and I film it, if I were to puke, can I cut that part out? Because I don't want that on the internet. Okay, so I, you've got. A am I am I backing out? Am I am I am I being a pussy? You've got a few ways to weasel your way the weasel way out of this bed. Okay, well you can. One way I think you could do it is. You only do it if Jake Vertan ends the year with exactly 20 goals. So if he gets 21 or 22... Wow, you're being nice to me, man. Technically, it doesn't count. All right? See, you, I don't think that's going to go well with other, the people. Your other option is... You did say tall cans, so I can't. I don't think you can go back and say, mm. like, oh, regular cans. However, what I think you can do is, if you again, if you want to weasel your way out of this one, you can just shotgun one tall can... Just loop it a couple of oh, times. Oh, wow. This, my judge right here, this guy's on my side. You know he's working for the network. Yeah. He's looking out for the people. He's one of my lawyers, one of my people. Look, this those is what are, I'll those do. Are your, those are your two options. Th those are my only two jobs. I'm not going to loop it. I'm not going to fool anyone. That's not what I'm going okay, to do. I, you got to do it then. You got to do it then. I got to do three tall cans. I think, I think nah. you, said, you specifically said tall cans. How do you get out of that? You okay, if Jake Furtanen scores three goals, I'm going to live up to my word. I'm going to do three tall cans in a row. 
I will film three it goals. with the he hashtag. Has three goals, man. He's got no, sorry. Up. When he has 20. When he has 20. Okay, so I'll do three shotguns. When he hits 20, if I were to puke during the yeah. shotgunning, which is probably going to happen based on the wear and tear of my body. A 26-year-old yeah, man. You're a grizzled vet. I'm a grizzled <laughs> vet. So, okay, I'll do it. Three in a row. I'll film it. Once I begin to puke, it, it immediately gets cut. And, I think I think that's fair. Okay, because that's if you're fair. attempting to shotgun three tall cans in yeah. a row, that's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, props to you. I'll do, I'll that's do it impressive. For the people, you know, people may think that's a stretch. No, that's a stretch. Putting my body on the line for some clout. But being a sports fan, a sports podcaster, a future future host of Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who said? Who said? Hockey I'm going to be casting's easy. We put our. I'm bodies going to on the be line. wrong. You know, I'm going to be wrong sometimes. And if I were to be wrong in front of the people, especially for an Abbotsford kid. I got to do something. Okay. Maybe you should go do it out at like the Seven Oaks Shopping Center or something like that. Oh, like we should buy some Abbotsford beer? Yeah. Do they have some breweries out there? Oh, yeah. There's, for the there's a few craft breweries out there. Uh, there you go. Okay. We'll be back on Sipping on a 40. Nick Bondi joining me, the, the the Canucks. I don't even know if he said the score. This is one of the best post-game shows of all time. 3-2 victors over the Los Angeles Kings thanks to Jacob Marstrom making 50 saves. Yes, I said that right. 50 saves and Elias Patterson doing his thing. One goal. One assist, we'll be right back. We'll finish the program off with the read. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And further details of this continuing story. All right, all right. This is the read on Sipping on a 40. Your Vancouver Canucks tonight played the Kings. They won 3-2. Markstrom Pedersen did their thing. I'm with Bondi. The read. This is when we read... Part of the book, 100 Things Canucks Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die, written by Drance, Halford, and the foreword by John Garrett. Great book. Who, Great book. Who wasn't there today. They're making the change, okay? We didn't see, uh, what's, a, what's his face? We saw John Shorthouse. We didn't see Randorf. But we still had DeBrusque. We didn't have Cheech. I, I can imagine, Just give us the full package. I imagine Cheech is watching the game at home, like a single tear rolling yeah, down his get, face. Come on, man. He wants the limelight. Maybe it's because he doesn't go in between the benches, right? Was Cheech? Yeah. No, Cheech wasn't there. Yeah, so you're making hey. the steps in the oh, right direction. Just give us the whole thing. Fucking, you, come on. Craig, uh, the other uh, Jim Houston's uh, color guy doesn't go behind the bench. Yeah. Right? He's, just in the, he's in the booth. No fucking Cheech. Absolutely pathetic. One step at a time. I get it. Craig do Simpson's it for the are, like all comfortable in fucking the press boxes. He's got Jim his Houston. spot. Doesn't Cheech deserve it? Jeez 100%. Louise. Okay, we read something from this book, a thing. We're going to be reading Thing 78. I flipped to it. I think we can talk about the current Canucks by, by talking about this thing. It's number 78, Dan Cloutier, the flub, and the importance mm. of playoff I think I, that's success. my very first Canucks memory. Dan, Dan Cloutier. Laying that Man. goal against Lidstrom. Is that that's something that stays with absolutely absolutely everyone okay so let's read this one paragraph it kind of surprised me it made me feel some sort some type of way based on the fact that it kind of took me back to the moment where, where dan kluge was the goalie for the canucks okay 
It's a fine line that separates separates success and failure in hockey. Kluche wasn't a great goaltender by any means. He wasn't even an above average starter, but it's only a couple bad bounces that, that resulted in him being remembered by Canucks fans as totally hapless, which in fact he wasn't. I don't even know what hapless means. Hapless means just like no chance of redemption. Damn. Okay, here's the thing that startled me. He, he wasn't an above average starter, I need to look back to the fancy he stats. Was, he was—he had a pretty bad save percentage if you look okay, back. Okay, so he was just one of those thirty-win guys playing on a great team. Didn't yeah. have to do much because they scored a lot of goals. He would have like nine hundred save percentages. Do you feel like he—he's still connected with you as a Canuck fan more than just being the goaltender for your favorite team? Because he, he did have something about him, whether it be like an his athleticism, you know, a nice kick save, or even him getting pissed off that made you appreciate Cluche a little bit. Yeah, like I. Like I said, my first Canucks memory is obviously that goalie led is Lindstrom, but I thought, I legitimately thought as a Canucks, growing up as a Canucks fan, I'm like, oh, he's a good goalie. He's just, yeah. you know, chokes in the playoffs. That there was always go. my thing. He's like, I thought he was, I thought he was pretty good. Above average. While yeah. that whole time I'm painting on that clown face. Oh, just man. like, oh my God. Just well, looking back, I thought Dan, like, like just thinking about it now, man, when I was like nine, I thought Dan Kluge was a good goalie. The fuck is wrong with me? Man, that's, look what I'm saying. I'm startled by the fact that somebody could say that he wasn't an above average starter. I think it does go back to the fact that he was a bit of a spark plug. He also was the first goalie in my fandom as a child. So you just appreciated him a little bit more. But now looking back, <laughs> the guy was not not very solid. My my old Twitter account, Kluche's Five Hole, straight shot at him. Welcome yeah, to the city okay, of so Vancouver. The the height of the West Coast Express, I think we can agree, was that 0-2-0 okay, season. Okay, yeah. yeah. What, what were his stats? Yeah, take a guess. What Stat is, boy. Take a guess what his uh, save percentage was. Just take a guess. 908. You're bang on. It was 908. Woo-hoo-hoo! Give me an 82%. I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm telling Canuck Nation right now, the city of Vancouver, yo. Wait till I get to 100%. Solid 242 Wait till GA. I get to 100%. It is fucking over. Cheers. Fucking 908. All right, all right. Why did I want to talk about Dan Kluche too? Oh, because, because of Brian Burke. I've noticed Brian Burke has come across my timeline via the Canucks universe many times over the last couple weeks. I think he's doing a great job provoking the audience in beautiful British Columbia. You think he, he has an agenda, like he's doing this on purpose? He, he wants to entertain the city of Vancouver because now he's saying that Quinn Hughes is going to win the Calder. I guess because McCarr's been out for yeah. like a pretty extended period of time. That's like the one way I thought he could he could win the Calder was if McCarr went out for a significant period of time and you know maybe loses a bit of maybe you'll lose a, a bunch of his edge that he had on Hughes and a pl- and cl- and plus you know they'll probably finish pretty close in uh, in points now because McCarr's out. Yeah, it it does also make sense because Brian Burke has been doing that. That late spot on Saturday. Yeah. And They're trying to make him the next on chair. Yeah, they are. And, and you know, he's he, catering he towards is, the West Coast. You know, a, even he Alberta. He is a good fit. He is. For a Hockey Night Canada. Just for the fact. Yo, some people are, he, he GM'd. He was a GM of three different Canadian teams. Yes, yeah, exactly. And two of them are on the West. Yeah. Uh, Calgary and uh, Calgary and Vancouver. So, so you know, obviously knows their target audience. He, know, he can tell all these. What I like about listening to fucking Brian Burke is he tells all these interesting stories yeah. like, and little tidbits with a little about, bit like, of uh, a little bit of tidbits of his, yeah a little bit of tidbits of his time in Vancouver like him talking yeah. about he was talking about drafting Johnny Gaudreau one year I'm like that's, that's cool I want to know more about Damn, that man you know there are some people out there that are upset that he's getting such a strong push because he's old and he's white 
but he's good. I so like it shouldn't, him. Shouldn't, I like so him. it shouldn't fucking matter. I think he, I think he provokes, and I yes. think he brings like interesting tidbits. What exactly. more do you want? Yeah, Brian Burke is doing a good job. He's he's catering towards our audience, which I appreciate because that rarely happens on Sportsnet. Now you, all you have to do is get Cheech on the program. Real talk. Bring That's all you have to do. Cheech on every Saturday you night. Start a petition. You got Shorthouse there. Start a petition. I think it's because of the show that Shorthouse was on there today. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I think I said fuck Dave Randolph <laughs> on one of the episodes. Yeah, hey, man. Dave it's nothing against close. Dave. It's just, you know, presentation-wise, if you have one of the better young players in the league and you have now a another Calder candidate on this team, presentation-wise, it should be the normal commentary team, especially when that commentary team is as skilled as John Garrett and Shorthouse. I, lo- I love John Garrett's rants when he talks about hot dogs. Yeah. He also loves ketchup. It's for the people. That, it's for Vancouver. Who are watching those games? Yeah. This city. Canuck fans, all right? One last thing before we let Bondi go. We just finished off with the read. Any new books for Christmas? I actually didn't get any any new books for Christmas Not at one? All, man. Not on I the got, list? Nah, nothing. Uh, what you get? What you get? Man, I got, I got boring shit. I got socks. Great. Got a new pair of pajamas. Great. That's I, awesome. I, but I did get like close to $200 worth of Amazon gift cards and I blew it all immediately on a TV. Oh, no way. What TV you get? I got like a 55 inch 4K. For 200 bucks? No, it costed, uh, it costed like, by the end it costed like 450. But it was like a sick. pretty nice like 4K TV, treat myself. That, that was my that was my gift to myself. There Boxing you go. day. That's good. You get those gift cards, use it up. Smart call. When I get gift cards like that, it just immediately burns a hole in my pocket. I got to fucking buy something with it. Yeah, yeah I think you made a right call. You can't go wrong with the TV. You know, that's in some impressive, impressive inches right there, buddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big TV. Yeah. Boom, bam. Yeah, I got a couple you know new what? books. People always say bigger is better. And I felt wow. like, right? If you, I, I if you, jump on if that. You, if you wheel in a girl, okay, bring her over. 55-inch screen? Yeah, that's that's impressive. Better than a 27-inch, you know? Be- better than my 40-inch I had. There you go. Right better. Now. Oh, wow, your TV's so, you know, it's great. It's cute. We're going to have a great it's time. Cute. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a great movie. Yeah, I've w- been watching a ton of murder shit. Yesterday, like yes, crime doc. The, the I'm last, telling you, they're addicting. The last Did you two, watch Making a Murder? The last two days, I've been sick, and I think I've had really sad days. Like, I've been feeling kind of down because I've spent a lot of that time binging crime shit on Netflix and then going into, like, YouTube loopholes. So it's just been like a gray, dark state. I've watched that shit on the cat. Don't fuck with cats. I haven't seen that. Dude, bro, go home. What the fuck you doing here, man? I know you. That's why we that have seems a fucking... Like some, sounds like something I like. That's why, that's why we have Bondi's Court on this fucking show. You got to watch. Have you, have you watched Making the cats. Murder, though? Nah, man, See, I'm done. I'm done. No. I'm, do you know what? I'm fucking done with that shit. You, I had you're my saying fucking, you're watching all I these... I had my bit at the end of 2019. That shit is hard to watch. I was spooked me, out. Telling I had to bring my watch. dog to the studio because I was scared to come here alone last night, okay? Man, shit got to me. You could have called me. Hey, what's up, what's shit the got... I don't know, man. Loki's a little tougher than you, so... Oh, just in case shit... Shot, <laughs> just in case Jeez, shit went man, down, man, I had a fucking alarm. Me, you're telling me you watch all these true crime documentaries. You didn't watch the one that started it all in Making a Murder. No, no, I didn't. And I don't plan to. That shit is dark, twisted. But you should watch. Don't fuck with the cats. I got a couple of books. We'll talk about it on Tuesday. All right, we got right. we got to bring in more about more of the books on sipping on a forty somehow, some way. It's a different type of program. It's probably the best Canucks podcast out there. The second best. It's coming up. Power of the towel. Nick yeah. Bondi. Dude, January. Man, don't Stay fuck tuned. it up. Don't Stay fuck it up. Don't. I fuck won't. It up. I'm I won't. just fucking I with won't. you. Okay. That was Nick Swear Bondi. Kyle Bowen. Canucks three two victory over the Kings.
Have a good morning, good afternoon, good night. I don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we over here at the Nux Misconduct Network, we fucking appreciate it. Peace. Bye.